You can uh, see Tammy in the background just rolling her eyes at this. Yeah, one. I, I know. I it's so frustrating. I need to have like a sound that I can play for when I roll my roll my eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is Who it? Is right? right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? Yeehaw. The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in and brace yourself. Alrighty, friends and family. Oh, what is this like MCI? It's an old MCI commercial. Um, so we've got a blog. Uh, what do you? What do you? What is it? A world uh, award winner, a blogger, uh, Jeep Mom. Yeah, yeah. Top, top blogger, top Jeep blogger. Also top, known as uh, also known as Tammy. I think it usually goes the other way around. Uh, uh, Tammy, uh, you know, the, the, I just thought of this. We should do the hi, I'm Tammy, and then you say something. So let's see how how you can how quick you can uh, talk on your feet. Hi, I'm Tammy, and I just got done watching my son play volleyball. Well, I didn't get to watch; I got to listen on the phone. And his team made it to the next level of the playoffs. Oh, good! And this is all happening uh, way back in Maryland, right? Yeah, they um, regular season you get to watch video. They stream it nowadays, but the playoffs they didn't. So. I had to listen to the last serve on my ex's phone. Oh, okay. And I'm Tony, and uh, I just want to let you know that I recently spoke with, uh, well, our most recent giveaway from JKS Manufacturing, a set of quicker disconnects, and uh, I spoke with uh, Caller18. Uh-oh. Brent. You uh, you tried uh, winning the JKS uh, quick disconnects. I want to let you know. I wanted to call you and let you know that you were caller eighteen. I can't believe it. So we will be able. You will actually. Uh, we'll play it, but you'll be able to hear the entire call this Friday on episode six zero two. So, uh, you know, Tammy, I don't oh, know. But <laughs> I don't know if you have been Tony. looking forward to this, but I know many of you have been looking forward to the release of the M the Midland USA.com MXT575. It's the 50 watt version of the MXT275, and that's that's kind of putting it crudely cuz there's a lot of upgrades to that uh, 15 watt uh, mobile radio. Yeah, it's the one that has the the, the radio piece that the microphone connects to, and you have all the controls on the microphone and the speaker, the microphone, everything's right there. It's great to install it in a Jeep. So uh, this um, was the- Tony, I, I hope we have somebody that can explain all these numbers to us. <laughs> we can't. Well, you, I know how you love model numbers and parts and things, no. uh, but it's, it's, it's how we identify stuff, uh, Tammy. It's just no, the way it has to be. Can but it yeah. be the green one and the purple one? We're going <laughs> to- Come on, keep, it's a it's a it's a family show. Keep it clean. Uh, we'll have this quick 
And this we'll have this quick chat coming up in this episode with uh, Jonathan Blackwell, contributor of our Radio Comtech okay. segment, to give us a comparison between the MXT275 and MXT575. And by the way, it's uh, the the he, even though it says in the, the quick conversation that it was released yesterday. Now it's May third when the, the time of this recording is whenever the MXT575 has been released. And yes. Jonathan already has one, and uh, he's going to contrast and compare the two radios. So uh, you will know uh, if, if you have been looking at the MXT275 for a number of years and just didn't want to get it because you knew Midland was going to come out with a, a 40 or 50-watt version, well, now's your time to get one. So uh, as you may have heard, the Jeep Talk Show is expanding to four episodes a week. Four episodes. Yeah, one, two, three, four. This Thursday, our interview episode, will ha- we will have Carrie and Paul Porter with Discover4x4Adventures.com. And since we can't leave well enough alone, we are adding guests to our roundtable. Not tonight, but uh, as a Zoom meeting attendee in a future episode, you'll be able to speak to our guest and ask questions. And I, and the goal is that we're going to have more than one of these. So this will be an added thing that you can look forward to, not only uh, as a listener, but also to as an attendee. And we're going to try to give you guys plenty of, uh, plenty of no- uh, warning notifications. So if there's somebody that you'd like to talk to or ask them a question, you can make sure that you get in on the Zoom meeting so that you can ask that question of them. And, uh, of course, uh, Tammy, how do people uh, get the information to join in the Zoom meeting? Uh, you have to go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contacts. And you can sign up for the newsletter, and that'll have all the information in it. Oh, you're so close. It's not plural. It's singular. So it's oh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Sorry. <laughs> so it's only one eye. You can only get good vision I know. in one eye. Nobody got you have that. to wear a patch on the other one. So uh, coming, well, we already have a guest scheduled for our question and answer session. Coming up on May 24th, Charlene Bauer with Bauer Motorsports Media and Ladies Off-Road Network will be our guest so uh, i mean it's it's open She's to both awesome. men and yeah, she is but it's open to both men and women but uh if you're uh, if you're uh your significant other or friend a female would like to get in and ask uh charlene some questions she's all about training women about uh, going off-road and uh, she's going to be making a few changes to the uh, ladies off-road network that may uh, include the uh, the other gender Hey, are you new to the Roundtable? Perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The Roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting invite uh, information, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. We now, join, we now join the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that what you are about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The opinions may be strong or may or may not reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. Hello, Knights of the Zoom Roundtable. How's hey, it going, guys? Hey, How's it going? <laughs> oh, man, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I hate that name. Really? The Knights of the somebody, Roundtable? Somebody here came I, up with it. I second the hatred. Just yeah. third. I'm should, there. Should we call it? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who came up with that, but God bless them. Should we? <laughs> should, should we call it the ducks of the round table? You know, like the ducks. Uh-huh. Yeah, even ducks. worse. <laughs>
I thought you guys were probably like that. <laughs> I thought I thought they were Zoomer or Zoom people. Are you Zoomers like Boomers? Yeah, Zoomers. Uh, my goodness. Can I get any better? He well, calls me a Boomer. Be called, better than being called a, a wench. Well, I mean, it gets you out of trouble. <laughs> now, now what what, what I can mean, you say a wench would, would get you out of trouble? Uh, there you go. All right. So I didn't mention it, but uh, I, I know. <laughs> oh, excuse oh. me. I, I know I have to. Uh, <laughs> whenever you're gonna when you're first speaking if you would uh please associate your uh the, the sound of your voice with your name and uh, location for our listener hey this is cb jeep in uh southern colorado john lee i like the shirt man like the shirt <laughs> it's I figured the episode was I figured the episode was coming out on uh may the 4th so i you know there you go Oh, May the 4th be well, they, with you. May the 4th. Very they heard, uh, they heard what Wendy said in uh, our last episode, and they're actually changing that to May the 5th. Yeah, May the 5th. that was pretty funny. I'm like, Wendy, <laughs> hello. Oh, so, <laughs> so close to that nerd mer- merit badge, but just yeah. enough to fail. All right, so you know what we do oh here? We ask... Uh, and please keep in mind that if you're going to be making a lot of noise, mute. That's... <laughs> that's we was like we who's all, getting a, who's getting attacked yeah i know he's getting attacked <laughs> so uh mute is your friend so anyway uh but uh and don't worry about coming and, and answering a question you can unmute and we'll uh, we'll take care of it in post if it's a long wait because we want to hear from everybody we just don't want to hear uh you flushing your toilet back in the, the back part of the house <laughs> all right so Look. we like asking questions here and uh here's our first one how do friends and family react to your jeep obsession or you do you just not need that negativity in your life i'm gonna start tony because it's ironic i've been going through my social media and i've been scrubbing stuff and i came across my rubicon trail um post blog post and i wrote my son ben when he was with me when we first got on the trail i was like so excited and he's like mom why are you so excited to be on the rubicon trail i don't get it so that was one of my reactions all right. Who else? Uh, how do uh, friends and family react to your Jeep obsession? This is John from uh, Central Texas. Um, I think they probably get tired of us talking about it all the time. It's actually kind of funny. We uh, we have a we call it a recurring Friday safety meeting at the local brewery, and uh, <laughs> Bill will show up, and I think we'll start talking. It's kind of like you just kind of fade into the, the side over here talking about it, and uh, well, we. I think mostly it's, it's looking at it as not really understanding why it's such a such a big deal um, until we get them out there. And then I think once we get them out there and they start experiencing it, then it kind of you slowly start turning them uh, towards the dark side. Well, well, John, and I think everybody would, would agree with this. If you don't, please speak up. I think it's more than just taking a, a, a new or old beat up Jeep off road. It has a lot to do with uh, being around other people with uh, the like mindset and uh, this, you know, enjoying the company uh, of people. I mean, certainly you can uh, go off road by yourself. We encourage you don't, but uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, sharing that hobby with other people. Absolutely. I think the, one of the big thing that keeps people away is when they start seeing how much, how fast everything adds up at the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the dollar part of it. Right. I think, or um, there's a lot of apprehension to, kind of put your rig into a dangerous spot where it could get damaged as well um so there's 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 apprehension all the way around but i have i have seen it to where 
people have kind of said, I don't get it. I don't get it. You take them out there and then they go buy a new Jeep JL Willis edition and, <laughs> and start actually wheeling it. Yeah. Next yeah. thing they know, they're a Jeep owner. Yeah. This is Mud Mad from Utah. I have people ask me if money I'm putting into is is it worth it? And then most of them ask me when I'm taking them. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like having a pickup truck. You know, why would you want that gas guzzler? And hey, can you help me move? Yeah, CB Jeep out of uh, Southern Colorado again. Um, yeah, we have family that come up from Arizona, uh, out from New Jersey, everywhere, just to come out and enjoy Colorado and go do trails and see the backcountry and see the wildlife. And they absolutely love getting in the Jeep and going. Well, that's a, that's a really good point, is that you really can't see the same thing from the, the road or the highway that you can when you get off-road and go to those places. So uh, I've often mentioned that it's like uh, having a Jeep is almost like having a superpower. It allows you to go and do things that most other people can't do. Yes, this is Larry from uh, St. Louis area. I think most people always be curious, what are, you, what are you doing to it now? And you've never done this much to any other vehicle you've ever had. So at some point, it kind of gets to be an eye roll and just walk past. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do you feel comfortable working on your Jeep? Is it going to break down on you? Does it break down? Is that why you work on it so much? You know? <laughs> no. It's a- Tony. Oh, sorry, Larry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Go- this is Chuck from Kansas. And when I met my wife, I was a single dad. I had two boys. And she asked me, because she's significantly older than I am, when we first got together, did you want any more kids? And I told her, no, a Jeep sits four. <laughs> and she absolutely loved it, and we got married because of it. And <laughs> since then, everybody around me understands that Jeeping is who I am. It's not what I do. And my whole life surrounds with it. And the kids can either assimilate into that or they cannot. So... Any, all of my friends understand that it's just what what we are, right? And Chuck, I can you just, know? I can just, uh, because I've been married for a number of years, I can just uh, say with some confidence, I'm sure your your wife really likes it when you say she is significantly older than you. I know. I, I thought <laughs> saber. I thought of saber tooth. Uh, yeah, she she uh, she says eleven and a half, and I say twelve. So whatever. <laughs> and she's talking about your your uh, maturity level, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the I got another. I got some bad news for her though, Chuck. Uh, Jeeps now sit uh, seat five. Yeah, but not a Jeep that I'm ever. <laughs> but but you you were looking at a Gladiator, so I'm just saying. I was. I was. I was just gonna tell you. That's the way plastic Jeeps. <laughs> We we bought a different vehicle. We bought a Subaru. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, kidding. Hey, that, third row to that scrambler. Hope that man man bun comes in good for you. Oh dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm muting myself now. All right, anybody else? How do friends and family react to your Jeep obsession? Yeah, this is Tony from uh, out of Michigan. Anytime, I mean, my wife loves jeeping she likes the lifestyle and everything but anytime we go anywhere where she knows i'm going to be meeting new people or anything like that it's always make sure you're not bringing up your jeep or 
Make sure you're not making everything about jeeping or going off road. Man, it's like you're doing drugs oh, or something. I, I oh, it's it's hard them. to contain myself sometimes, though. So I'll get going and going. That's oh. why she likes that I've been doing these meetings. It's almost like uh, AA, yeah. if you will. You know, who <laughs> I really, who, you know who I really feel bad for are the ones that are ham radio operators and oh, Jeep yes. hobbyists. Because now you got two things that you can't talk about. And welders and people who like to wire up stuff. And it's like nonstop, you guys, in that Discord room. <laughs> oh, yeah. And At the same for? time, I'm, I'm, a, no, I know. I'm a repairman. So, like... Oh. I fix basically anything under the a roof. So when someone brings up a problem, I'm like, oh, I can just fix that. And I'll go on about how that works and this and that. She's like, just shut up. Well, that's like <laughs> that's like being, being somebody that knows things about computers. You can force people to listen to your crap if they want their computer or their printer set up. So you could do the same thing. You're fixing things. But I got to tell you, I have to do 15 minutes about uh, – uh, about Jeep. So what, what does it say? Do you have time to talk uh, about our Lord and Savior Jeep? Uh, you know, you yep. just ring the doorbells. So I just got to, go. I got to say real quick, uh, Guy, the, the infamous, or I should say famous Guy from our last Jeep event off-road in Hidden Falls, uh, Rollover Guy is uh, is part of our uh, Zoom conversation tonight. Everybody say hello to Guy. He's the he's the one with the Jeep that's on its side there in the Zoom meeting. Hi, Guy. <laughs> Hello, guy. Hey, guy. We talk about you often whenever we're talking about the last uh, the last event that we had, and uh, we hope Guy's going to be able to join us here on the the June fourth uh, event coming up at uh, Hidden Already Falls. Already made the reservations at uh, Hidden Man Falls. And the myth of legend. <laughs> which uh, are you at a Starlight Motel? If so, which one? No, I'm I'm going to be at the improved campsites, Electric okay. and Water. Okay. Because uh, we're we're keeping uh, keeping track of the Starlight uh, Motels, who's in, in which one. So uh, it sounds like a Norman Bates movie, Starlight <laughs> Motel. That's right. That's right. All right. Anybody else want to jump in with uh, how do friends and family react to your Jeep obsession? I can just imagine what guys' friends and family think. They think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we think you're crazy. <laughs> hey, my mother had me checked when I was younger. I'm okay. <laughs> Did she get a second opinion? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't press your luck, because I think was what she was looking. Yeah. Uh, a guy's a lot of fun. He he wheels with enthusiasm, and it's it's is so much fun uh, to watch. I mean, you drove that uh, that what, what year YJ is that that you have a uh, guy? Thirty eight. He drove that uh, eighty eight YJ three three and a half hours out from Houston uh, to uh, Marble Falls to Hidden Falls Adventure Park wheeled like a son of a bitch and then and, and rolled it or, or flopped it on its side I just I shouldn't, I shouldn't, it. yeah i wouldn't say rolled it but it rolled it sounds better and then drove, and then drove it home those yjs are good little wheeling jeeps man oh yeah they all are but well, i used are, to do motocross and flat track and enduros and everything with my dad when i was young so i've always had dirt in my veins but it just took me 66 years to get my first jeep hey better late than never that's right. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. All right. I think we've uh, beat this question to death, so uh, let's jump to our next one. Uh, what do you feel Jeep's biggest mistake over the years is? And everybody brace yourself for Chuck's response. <laughs> we just get the renegade out of the way real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is I was coming. I knew it was coming. 
This is Chris from Detroit. And I, I believe the trail rated badge was the biggest mistake, and, and I get it. It was the Cerebus, uh, Cerebus time at Chrysler, uh, but I, I think make, making that delineation, if that's the right word, between trail rated and non-trail rated, I recall they had two-wheel drive XJs back in the day, two-wheel drive Comanches, and that's okay. But I think the, the trail rated muddied the what is a Jeep 4x4, and I recall at the time trail rated was basically four low, maybe a skip plate or a higher air intake, or maybe it was just four low. And they well, further watered it down with different rankings of trail rated. So a trail rated, getting back to what John said, the Renegade is not the same rating as a trail rated Wrangler. I think oh, that's the no. biggest mistake. And and at the time when that came out, my client was Land Rover, and the Land Rover guys were just laughing and making fun of Jeep and doing that. It's ironic that Land Rover's gone gone even worse than Jeep, but that's their problem. But I think it's the trail <laughs> rated. Coming out with trail rated, I think is the, that's the biggest mistake. Now, I always thought the trail rated badge was just any Jeep that had four-wheel drive. After a certain year, that's all they just started. It was just any Jeep that had four-wheel drive. They just threw it on it. Whether it was the Compass or Renegade, it didn't matter. Wasn't the uh, wasn't the Jeep Liberty? Didn't it have a trail-rated badge? The four by four version. If you have the four by four, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the Cherokees, the XJs, don't. Nope. Nothing. Yeah, it was uh, 2002-ish. It was right after they ended the Cherokee, I believe. It was 2001, 2002-ish. They went to the trail rated. And even your compass will have four-wheel, quote-unquote, four-wheel drive, but it's not trail rated because it doesn't have the software to fake out a, a low-range gear. And even the KL Cherokee, uh, the current Cherokee, really, to my understanding, doesn't have a transfer case. It just has gearing that acts in a way where it has low range. Yep. So that, that's that's why that's why it bugs me because you could have a four wheel drive and I've seen them and you watch uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels right now Matt's off road recovery he's recovered a couple quote four by four Jeeps but it was a it's just a compass that is really all wheel drive and a Jeep they call it four wheel drive that's that's how my Renegade is I know I own the most hated Jeep but I do have a <laughs> I have a Renegade Trailhawk and honestly driving that around it. Deals, they I feel like Jeep kind of messed up naming the Renegade the Renegade and not the Cherokee just because side by side I have a stock XJ, my lifted XJ, and a Renegade. Side by side with my stock XJ, it almost has the same wheelbase. It's boxy just like the XJ. It it feels a little more like a Cherokee driving it on the road. I think it it honestly feels more like a like a Cherokee if you put IFS in the front and daily drove it. So, so what I hear you, you saying is the the Renegade is the grandson of the XJ. That's what it feels like, honestly. <laughs> that's just from an owner standpoint. I've <laughs> driven my my Wrangler or my Renegade a little off road at the time. I wasn't able to activate all the off road modes it had because of a stupid check engine light disabled all the four wheel drive. But it, I don't know it. It's not an XJ by any means. But if you were to just daily drive an XJ and then get into that, you would definitely just feel like you just upgraded XJs. So what you're saying is trail rated is fine as long as the trail's paved. Oh yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, soft sand though. I, it was, it was not not as delightful, especially since uh, the group of guys I was going with, they were all in Cherokees lifted on thirty fives lockers. So, oh yeah, well you're taking, <laughs> you're taking your life into your own hands there. So, yeah. but but as a uh, a modern Renegade owner, you knew what you were getting. You knew that you weren't getting a, a highly modifiable. Uh, off-road vehicle it was it oh. was mainly a, a consumer grade uh, mild off-road vehicle is that a fair statement and correct me if i'm wrong oh a hundred percent it's my wife's daily driver it's the grocery car it's it's our it's it's the the city car if you will our road well, trip vehicle. well actually a lot of people <laughs> said that about the cherokee because the cherokee is just kind of like a, a fancy station wagon a, a grocery getter in, on its own in its own right yep and that's that's where my stock one comes in. That's more my personal daily work vehicle, and then I have my toy. Yeah, and I'll say it again. I've said this several times. I do not begrudge anybody uh, having a modern-day mm. Renegade. I just was concerned that people buy one thinking, what was it that, that uh, Ford did with the Bronco that came out with a, a, a pretend Bronco before the real one came out? And yeah, the Bronco people, Sport. Yeah, the, the Sport, and people were buying the Sport thinking they were getting the – the, the big anticipated uh, off-road uh, uh, Wrangler killer, if you will. And uh, they, Did they roll one off a of Black Bear as well? Like somebody tried to take one of those Broncos sports up, I think, backwards on Black Bear or something? Yeah, yeah they tried to turn around. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> went up backwards, came down sideways. Well, I hope, uh, hope everybody made it out okay. And willingly, so this is, willingly th- not, not when it was flipping over and when they got out, they were ejected or anything. This is Tammy, um, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. Jeep's biggest mistake over the years is a color mistake. They should have never gone with red Jeeps. <laughs> I agree. Agree. What? <laughs> what? Boy. I prefer black Jeeps. I, I, think, I think that they should have always have an OD green color option. That yes. was one of the things that made me a little frustrated. Uh, when I ordered mine in 2017, I did a, a custom order, and... I really wanted the Sarge or the tank. I can't remember what it was called at the time, but OD green, basically, whichever one it is. Yep. Uh, but they didn't, they didn't offer it. The only green they had for 17 was like a Skittles neon hyper green. Right. Yeah, that, that gecko green, I think right. it was. Tammy, Chuck has a comment for you. You're Uh-oh. such a party pooper. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Chuck's, holding, Chuck's holding a cat. Oh, a cat. Yeah, I saw that. It's a bobcat. Leave him alone. <laughs> But anyway, that was, I think they're, if you look back at the kind of the, the color game they always play, but you really can't call that a, a mistake because kind of the, it really drives, that's like a, a big thing waiting every year to see what color they're going to come out with. They always have the basics, the reds, the blues, black and white, whatever, but then they come out with some weird color that's just like one or you two years. Like my, and I, I know, love that about Jeep too, because you don't yeah, see that been doing very that. often in other vehicles. Well, you yeah, know, they, Tammy, they, I thought you were going to talk about that they should have uh, kept making the purple Jeeps because I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but the XJ, I think it was around 96 or 97, you could get an XJ with, uh, it was purple, there was very few of them, or at least very few of them left, and I always referred to it as a Barney purple, if you remember yeah. the I Love You uh, Barney it's, dinosaur. It's plump, I had a friend a lot it's plump crazy one. purple. It wasn't, it's a, the, it wasn't a good purple, but but you know. It, there's not you can't really say that about purple a lot anyway. Uh, purple's a great color. Nowadays. 
You know, the the, I, I, the only issue I take with the, the snozberry color is when I said, I'm looking for red, and, and the, the salesman goes, oh, you need that snozberry, that snozberry. And it's like, that's not, that is maroon. That is not red. Right. It's Aggie maroon, let's be honest. Is it? <laughs> now, this is Tony from Michigan. I feel like we're all avoiding the biggest things. The biggest mistake Jeep made, and I know they were kind of forced to do this, but getting rid of the inline six 4.0. Well, they're bringing it back. Yep, yep, they are in the hurricane, but it doesn't sound like the exact. I just I no, love that mode. No, no, That's you're why. right. It's not exactly the same, and there's turbos and all kinds of crap. Yeah, but turbos man, get full of sand, and and it's. Wouldn't it be great to have an XJ with that uh, hurricane in it? Though? <clears throat> I have. That's been a thought too. I think the, and the real thing there is, is getting adding complexity to the yes the Wrangler. I think is the the ones that are geared towards real off roading, like hard, more hard stuff, whatever. Like a TJ. The yeah, the more complexity you add, you know, like the electric Jeeps. But is that yeah, adding loosening or whatever? Right. Oh. I mean, yeah, they got to do oh, away yeah. with all that computer crap. Yeah, I imagine they kind of. It kind of leads into one that some may or may not think is uh, was a mistake, but while Jeep has a lot of really good models currently, what would, what would have ever happened with with all the Jeeps if they wouldn't been passed down from company to company to company all throughout the yep. years? I mean, look, look how many look how many people who's owned Jeep over the history. What would happen if it was? I mean, it's been a cornerstone for just about every. Every manufacturer who's owned it, but that's but amazing. That's really amazing, isn't it, Larry? That, it, that's, that one of the the uh, owners didn't kill it, uh, or milk it, or right. caught, make it go in the wrong direction. There must be a lot of but people AMC inside of tried to. <laughs> there must be a lot of people <laughs> right. inside of Jeep that are uh, that have the political might to make sure it continues to be a Jeep, uh, with the exception of the federal government getting involved and in causing the the watering down of these. Uh, these things that I call ginos that are just uh, Jeep in name only. Uh, they're not the, the real off-road heritage. But I do understand why the companies are having to do that because of the mile per gallon uh, standards and uh, so on and so forth. Which, oh, absolutely. Which I, which I understand is just going to get worse in uh, not, not too long in the, uh, here in the not too distant future. And I think all in all, when the companies were going out, Jeep was always still that company's cash cow. That's why it was always sought after. Well, that political might, I think, it was was largely due to that because the uh, the people uh, were uh, that wanted to buy Jeeps wanted to buy uh, quote unquote real Jeeps, even if they were never going to take them off road. They wanted to have what uh, a real Jeep was. All right, let me uh, yeah, I, go ahead. Well, well, shoot, Tony, this is this is Chuck again. Uh, really, AMC screwed up Jeep in the mid eight mid to early eighties. And they they really pussified it by putting what's called the Iron Duke four cylinder in the CJs, the CJ seven, and they really dumbed it down for metropolitan area, where the CJ before that era was strictly your off road enthusiast or outdoorsy type person, or it was definitely not a daily driver. It was <clears throat> you bought it because you were a rugged individual. And then country politan happened in the early 80s. You know, Nashville kind of screwed all the country music up that way. <laughs> and AMC followed suit. AMC followed suit and 
pussified the Jeep with a terrible motor and all of these amenities for metropolitan lifestyle. And then, of course, AMC got into so many um, lawsuits that then they gave it over to Daimler Chrysler and then Daimler Chrysler just did whatever they did with the square headlight Jeep. And then it's just pussified since then. But that's what they did is they they you're they did exactly what you're talking about they kept it alive but somebody in there kept saying no we can't let it get become a, like a fiat or a honda or a toyota or something it still needs to be somewhat rugged but that was really the be the beginning of the the downfall of the jeep in my eyes mm -hmm. well i mean there was the, there was the military jeep and then the the cj which i don't know if it's really civilian jeep or not but this, it is. that was the civilian version of the military vehicle. So you definitely would expect it to be rugged. And if you weren't a rugged, rugged individual, if you were daily driving a CJ, you became rugged, damn it. Right. Yeah, you got to think that was the era when it was basically sold as a tractor with front bucket implements, all sorts, PTO. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, so. my, my, son, my son's 46, which will be down in Texas, has, we, we've disassembled it, but it came with a PTO winch. Oh, that's cool. But, but we, we took it off. We wanted an electric winch on there because a PTO drive only it only works if the motor is running and it'll rip the frame in half because it, it is a Josh's Jeep really is a farm implement. But you can fast forward. I mean, Willie sold it to Kaiser. Kaiser sold it back to Willie's. Willie's then sold it to AMC. AMC took it all the way to 86, but really started screwing up in the early 80s. And that was the, the demise of the CJs. And then, of course, that's when the YJ happened. But <clears throat> yep they really screwed up because they just kept trying to go for the the um um i don't know the, the pussification of america which, lifestyle at this point. which was which is probably the way i look at this thing with the ginos is that the, what they're doing is trying to appeal to a larger market instead of just the rugged right. off-road individuals and i, I, and, right. I and I, it makes sense you know they're trying to make money and god bless them make money because i want you to keep making parts for my old jeep um yep. but uh Hey, speaking of making parts for Jeeps, uh, how many people have GMRS radios in your Jeeps now? Me. Me. Holding, I have holding, GMRS. Holding, up yes, the, holding up your hands is great for a podcast. Thank you, guys. Okay, so Tony, mine is currently sitting on the hood because I'm doing a mad rush for the Texas event, so... It, I have one. I just don't have it installed yet. No, no, but you, you actually bought a couple of really nice ones. The, the Washons or Ocean, I guess is the, the way some people yep. pronounce it. Uh, that's, that's a 50-watt uh, radio. Uh, did you get mm -hmm. an external speaker for them? Because uh, for the, you got two of them. Do you, you got external speakers for them? Because that really helps. Yes. Yeah, I, I have to have external speakers because the sound of my motor and the fact that I can't hear. Oh, yeah. Well, you could even look at uh, headset. I can uh, I can hook you up with some uh, good recommendations my, on headset. My my wife actually asked, the, the last time we took it out, the motor is so loud when you drive down the interstate. She said, is there headsets that we can get so when we drive down the road, we can actually talk? And I told her, no, they don't make those, honey. And, and Chuck and Chuck has the, the the nerve to say he's trying to get his wife to listen to these uh, these episodes, uh -huh. <laughs> and he doesn't think. Oh, it's she's true. got she's got a wonderful sense of humor. She's the one that's currently working right now and making money so we can pay bills. So oh, she's a good girl. excellent, excellent. So anyway, if you don't have a GMRS uh, radio, one of the things you might want to do is uh, look for uh, this uh, this latest one uh, that. Uh, uh, MidlandUSA.com has released today that the time of the recording, uh, May the 3rd, which is the MXT uh, 
1-800-273-8575. And uh, John uh, Blackwell and I did a quick conversation about uh, what the differences he saw between the MXT-275, the 15-watt um, mobile radio, everything in the, the microphone, basically, and the uh, MXT-575. We are talking to John, and you know John from our uh, radio contact segments, and uh, we're not going to complain that John hasn't done one in years. Uh, but uh, <laughs> John uh, has a uh, Midland radio, MidlandUSA.com uh, radio. It is a MXT575 being released on May the 2nd. I'm sure it'll... Uh, be uh, May second or later when we're uh, 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 putting this out, but I have the I got the authorization. We can talk about it now, so it's okay. So, John, now you were a prior owner of the MXT two seven five. I think you had that installed in your uh, your Jeep. Yes, sir, I did. I've had it for um, I think a couple of years now. Have you had any issues? At least a year. Have you had any issues with it, or was there anything with it that you wish that it would do that it it couldn't do? Um. I haven't really had any issues. Um, would have been nice if it came with a, a better antenna, because that was more money that I had to spend to uh, to make it fit my needs. Um, but as far as um, you know, working, I haven't had any problem. Now, now with the two, yeah, now the two seventy five all only has fifteen watts output. Did did that uh, hurt you at any time, or did you just uh, curtail your uh, the range expectations? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't expect it to, um, you know, get all that far. Um, I would have expected 15 watts to at least, you know, um, get further than um, than what I experienced the other day when comparing them to. Okay. Good. We'll get to that. So, uh, what kind of uh, what kind of range did you uh, did you get out of it? And, and everybody's range will vary depending on terrain and water in the trees and blah blah blah. But what kind of range were you getting out of it? Reliable communications. Less than ten miles. Okay, but that's I'd say probably closer between five to seven. That's 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 about about what I would expect. All right, so let's jump over to the MXT five seven five, which is basically, and you correct me on this, it's basically the fifty watt version of the two seven five. Would you would you say that's accurate? Um, yeah, kind of a combination really between the two seven five and the five hundred. Um, as far as um, form factor and size. Yeah, it is substantially larger, but, but you have to have a better heat sink for that 50 watts. Exactly. So tell me, what did you? What was the first thing you noticed? Uh, on Obviously the size, but what was the first thing you noticed when you got the, the 575? Like you said, the size of the radio um, was larger. I was kind of hoping they would use the same mount. Um, they oh, don't, yeah. which is unfortunate because I had the 275 already mounted. And I had to pull it all completely out to do the 575. They're similar in the way they work. It's a quick release mount. Uh, so that's good, especially if you have more than one vehicle you want to swap it uh, between. But um, unfortunately, a completely new install. Um, now, something I did notice, though, comparing the two was the 575 actually has a um, headset plug for, like, um, intercom. Right. On the back, yeah. On the back, yeah. And the 275 didn't have that, so I thought that was neat. So, uh, from what I was reading, and you correct me on this, I don't know if you got a chance to use that or not, but uh, basically you could uh, put somebody else uh, on the on the radio where they could listen. I don't know if it actually works. Uh, does, does, would they be able to talk on the radio too, or do you, did you get that far into it? 
I don't have um, the capability and didn't really see much um, regarding that in the user. No, no, there's not. But I'm I, not I, really I, sure what the capability of that is. Yeah. As, a, as an intercom, I think it has the capability of a separate, uh, like a separate headset and mic where you could actually talk to each other, like in a plane situation. If, 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 if you've people mm-hmm. ever, ever uh, flown in a private plane and uh, you put the headset on and you can talk to the pilot uh, and the pilot can talk to you and then uh, you can uh, press a special button and, and talk to uh, uh, people on the radio. Oh, so yeah. we're, we're going to go with that until we find out otherwise. <laughs> so, so what else did you find on this? Um, it does use a different connector than the 275. It uses a T connector, which is common in um, VHF, UHF ham radios. Um, so I did have to redo the wiring as well. Um, so you're talking about the antenna, so what, the, the uh, antenna connection is a, a, a T connector? The uh, power oh. cable oh, okay. uses a different connector. The 275 has a very small connector, um, small wires, obviously, because it's less power, but the connector is very small um, where the 575 larger wires and a common T connector. And, and you did run course, it, the, the additional cable all the way to the battery when you hooked this thing up, because I would imagine this was a complete uh, full install. I would have if I didn't already have a fuse box um, in the back of my Jeep. I actually have all my remote radios in a box, um, custom box I built that folds down from the cubbyhole side of the Cherokee okay. on the passenger side. It actually folds open. And has a fuse box and all my remote radios in there. Well, my, so, my point was only uh, but that... Yeah, otherwise I would have. Yeah, right. my point was only that uh, more 50 watts is going to require a larger cable uh, to be able to handle the amperage. So you don't want to uh, reuse... If you have a, a 275 in there, you probably don't want to reuse that, that, uh, that power wiring because it will probably melt on you. Right, and that's another thing is it actually comes uh, pre-terminated with ring terminals to go to the battery where the 275 actually only comes, or at least mine did, uh, mine was a little older uh, model, only came with a cigarette lighter plug. Oh, interesting. I actually had to cut cut and do my own terminals. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, now as far as uh, power uh, settings, did you, uh, I think there's three power settings on this. Uh, did uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of differences did you, did you see between the 15 watts and the, the other power settings on the, the 575? The 575 is only high and low, which I was kind of disappointed. I, I would have oh, expected a, a mid-power bad. in yeah. there. Um, a mid-power, uh, you know, 15 watts would have been, um, I think, adequate. But no, it's either 5 watts or 50 watts. So, <laughs> that's, um, a, that's almost digital. It's either on or off. <laughs> off, yeah. So what yeah, kind of range so. did you see on the 50? Did you get a chance to test that? I did test it with a buddy of mine. Um, he was... 10 miles from me and with the 15 watt radio he could hear me but it was very broken and um, it was very hard to communicate 50 watt radio kicked it on and he said i was full quieting he had no problem now what, at all. what was he running how much power was he running or was he running a, a fixed uh, external antenna location well uh, he was um his he was at home his radio his antenna was actually in his attic um but he doesn't have GMRS yet. In fact, I'm going to sell him this weekend one of my 275s. Um, but he can listen using his ham radio. Oh, so I he gotcha. was actually talking to me on. He was talking to me on two meters. 
and I was talking to him on GMRS. Oh, a little cross band operation going on there. Okay, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so there was no problem. I was just wondering if you were, you know, picking him up. Maybe he was on a fifteen watt radio as well. But now it completely makes sense as to why you were able to hear him. So, uh, speaking of two meters and ham radio, how would you say that GMRS uh, compares uh, to that for the the two meter or seventy centimeter uh, bands for ham radio? Um, obviously it'd be, it's going to be very close to 70 centimeters since it's not far away. Right. Um, it's 462 and 467 megahertz for GMRS. So it's a very close. In fact, um, my 15 watt radio is using a ham radio, um, dual band antenna that actually works. Um, the SWR sweep I saw on it was like 1.2 to 1.3 for GMRS frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was going to act very much. Similar to um, UHF, the the quality uh, and and the the FM modulation, all that stuff is uh, to oh, me yeah. is very similar to uh, seventy centimeters. Uh, and you didn't get to do any repeater operation through this uh, GMRS uh, uh, MXT five seventy five, did you? Not yet. All there right. are a couple uh, locals that I do plan on trying it out, but I don't see there being any problem. No, there unfortunately, there's not any split. Um, there's not any split repeaters here for me split, to try that. The split out. tones, you know, the uh, tones. input, mm-hmm. output, yeah. Well, that's not a problem. Actually, that's a good thing, but this uh, this does definitely has that capability. All right, John, well, thank you very much for that uh, quick review, and uh, we'll get more from you here very, very soon. All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Well, I want to thank John again for uh, going through all that uh, trouble of uh, setting up two radios and talking on them. And as you uh, as you hear, the 50 watts does make a difference it's not something that you have to have, but uh, it's nice to have when you need it. And that, that's what I'd rec- recommend to you guys, that if you, you get a 50-watt radio or if you get this MXT575 from MidlandUSA.com, that uh, run it on the low power until you need the high power, then switch over to that. And uh, av- avoid having to say, uh, now I'm the channel commander because you're putting out, pumping out that 50 watts. <laughs> So, Tammy, do you have a, a GMS radio in, in your Jeep? Uh, no, that's a negatory. Well, you got to get one. Are you are you eyeballing any of these Midland radios? Um, I s- actually, I haven't really looked at them yet because I'm still like focused on all my other stuff. But I would like something that's handheld, you know. I love that type of system the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and that's a great thing, that, especially if it's a trail radio, a handheld vehicle. A ha- I'm sorry, a handheld GMRS radio is a is a great option. You don't have to install antenna or run power or do any of those things. You just got to make sure that you keep it charged and you don't lose it. Uh, now it's going to hurt you on distance, but if you're just talking right. to the, the the jeeps that are you know five, ten, fifteen jeeps ahead of you. Uh, it, it, it's probably just fine, especially with GMRS because it's FM and it's so quiet uh, compared to like CB or anything that, that would be. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about all that with all that aptitude modulation and all the noise generators. So and to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I really very rarely do. I mean, I used the CB radio more when I was at Roush Creek Off-Road Park than I ever had when I was out west. Yeah, well, it's it, kind it, of odd. And how many? How long ago was that when you were doing the CB at Ross Creek? Wasn't it a couple of years ago? A couple, yeah, of three? three, yeah, three years or more. I get the feeling that uh, the the GMRS is uh, is becoming the standard nowadays. And I, I know on the, the Jeep Jamboree, that's what they uh, uh, recommend. I, I don't want to say require, but I think that that's a strong recommendation 
uh, the Jeep Jamboree for uh, trail communications is the GMRS radio. And, and of course, you can, I think you can see uh, um, the Midland USA uh, Jeeps out there on each one of those events. So you can always talk. If you go to Jeep Jamboree, you can always talk to one of the MidlandUSA.com uh, reps. And right. I do know a lot of um, Jeep clubs and Jeep groups and Jeep events require, if you're going to be on a trail ride in those type of groups, you have to have some sort of radio communication oh, device. And I, I guess now is a good time to, to, to mention it. I wanted to make sure that, that they were actually here before I mentioned this. Uh, MidlandUSA.com, uh, Zach actually sent us 10 Midland uh, handheld radios, GMRS handheld radios that we'll be handing out to people uh, at the uh, June 4th, uh, second annual Jeep Talk Show Off-Road Texas event. So if you come out there and you don't have a GMRS radio or you just want to lie to me, I will hand you. <laughs> I will hand you one of these. Uh, uh, one of these uh, very nice, uh, uh, really, really cool uh, Midland uh, USA dot com uh, handheld. So uh, Can I nobody. Trade my bow thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> but but only got ten of them. So you know, try to keep that in mind whenever you're uh, you're uh, sticking the hand out. Uh, guy, Can you just mail mine ahead of time? <laughs> well, you're not going to be at the event, Tammy. So I know, I know. Just mail it to me, and I'll bring it. So, uh, guy, do you have uh, a GMRS in your your YJ? No, just the bow thing, the handheld. Oh, that's right, because I remember helping you getting the get it set up on yeah. there. Yeah, channel right. sixteen, correct? Uh, I don't, uh, uh, maybe I think it was. Uh, I can't remember if we were on sixteen or fifty. John, did we decide on a GMRS channel yet? Uh, we haven't decided on one yet, but I think 16 is a mistake. So, I mean, that, yeah, that's weather. It, well, no, just, well. That's what it came up on mine is weather. Well, that 16, well, it depends on which, uh, which radio <laughs> you get. But, but 16 out there is a very, at least the Midland 16, we'll call it that, is a very crowded channel without tones. Yeah, I think, I think what we're going to do is if we're going to be running multiple groups 30 minutes apart, we'll probably need to be on two different channels for you know, whichever group you're on. Yeah, so that's a good idea. That'll be part of the uh, part of the, the driver's meeting, right? Yep. Well, we're going to try to get the uh, the channel list out and submit. Well, I think, Tony, you mentioned last time about having like a Zoom call event planning type Q&A yep. session to let everybody know what's going on. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely pick some channels for people to come out. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we be sure need and do the frequency so we can program it. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll let, we'll let Tony... Put that out there. That's his, that's his wheelhouse. So, uh, yeah, we uh, and, and the nice thing, another plug for Midland, a nice thing with the GMRS, you don't have to program anything. You just turn the knob where it's on, you know, the, the, the channel that uh, that we talk about. So, but yeah, that, uh, we do need to make sure that we provide the frequency information for people that are not using a GMRS radio, just one that works on the GMRS frequencies. And right. if you don't have Midland, I think Bill showed me this little trick with their you can actually go and pull up the Midland frequency numbers to program into the radio you do have. So you don't have to have the Midland specific radio. Well, they have the, the right. fake channels, right? So you go and you buy one of those radios and it's like, Oh, it's got 50 channels, but anything above 22 is basically just one of the 22 channels with the, with the tone on it. So there's a chart that you can go look up, you know, for Midland. And basically that'll tell you what GMRS channel or band it actually is and then what tone it's you know what tone is is pre-configured for that so it's kind of nice if you go to like say channel 23 on the on the midland handhelds or whatever it, it already has a tone on there you don't have to go in there and configure it but you know for those of us that 
that don't have a midline, but you can program your radio. I just went in and pre-programmed up all those, you know, channels 23 through 50 in there with the, the midland channels on it. So it works perfect with the, the handhelds. You just channel 23 or 40 or whatever it is. It just works, you know, with the, the midland handhelds. And I, I know we're mentioning tone here a lot, and I will just throw in my two cents, and I'm sure you guys, guys have heard this before. I would recommend not running tones, both yeah, either transmit or receive, because it just complicates something that's not going to do anything for you. Um, there's no, it's not a magic bullet that if you turn this on, nobody's going to be able to hear you. They're able to hear you just fine if they're not running a tone uh, or not uh, listening for the tone you're sending. Uh, and the other uh, downside to running tones is you may not hear the other party talking on that channel and not understand why the person that has the tone set, you're not able to hear them because it's the strongest single is going to get through. You just won't hear them talking because they're not transmitting the tone. Tone just makes it more confusing, uh, especially for yeah. people that don't know anything about how the radio stuff works. So no tones. Don't worry about the tones. Leave the tones off the radios. All right, well, let's jump over to this other one. I thought this was a great question, uh, and uh, I'll take credit for it. What's the longest wheeling trip you've undertaken? 34 days. Jesus. <laughs> and that's yeah, how we hell, found I, I thought my two weeks was a long time. And that's, well, how, that, we, that's how we found out about Beaver Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> I'm zipping my lips. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> Dang it all. 30, 34 days had to have well, been rough. That, well, that was, that was my cross-country trip, so it wasn't all out in nature, you know, because we drove, I drove. Oh, from, then that doesn't count, Tammy. That doesn't count? Okay. <laughs> no. So then I have to think, then my next one would probably be, it was EJS. 2020 where no one was there i think that was probably oh, about two weeks easter jeep safari what the the year i was asked to leave <laughs> <laughs> no i was the only jeeper there but they asked you to leave they said no oh, sorry yeah, yeah, the state's right. closed we got, we got kicked out and you were like wally world's closed not gonna be closed <laughs> we did arizona mojave and then we went up to moab but i don't i think that was maybe just under two weeks most one i did was, uh, was a week and it was uh, up through uh, Colorado, across Gunnison, over to Ure. And um, when I say it was a week, we did stay in cabins and hotels. And we only camped like two nights or whatever. The rest of it was there. But we wheeled every day. Like it was the dirt every day thing. So we were we were on trails and, and hitting stuff uh, every single day. But And that week was, I mean, I like wheeling. But man, I was I was pretty rough after the, at, by the end of it. It was it's it's the exhausting. Worst part was you had the long trip home. So it's one thing if like you live in Colorado and then after you're done wheeling and camping and everything else, it's a 45 minute an hour drive back or Utah or any of the other places, right? But when you got a 15 to 18 hour drive back afterwards, um, that, that's, that adds a little pain to it. But after wheeling that long, didn't you uh, feel like you were just making great time on the, on the drive back home? Look at this. We're covering a lot yeah. of ground now. <laughs> yeah. Until the hood started fluttering, right? That was before I did the uh, swap out of the hood latches and coming down through uh, uh, New Mexico. It was it was a little sketchy with the with the hood flutter or whatever. Is that where your uh, insulation or hood started to catch on fire? Actually, it was well, yeah, same trip anyway. So uh, at least it sounds smelled like it was. But that, that was the 
that was the longest trip. I think once you get once you get a beyond like a week and a half to two weeks, it kind of starts tr- kind of grinding on you a little bit. And no, uh, <laughs> Chuck says no. no. You plastic jeepers. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Dang. This Bob from Colorado. Oh, I'm good, getting great. ready. I'm going to do 1,800 miles in eight days to go to Flagstaff here in a week and a half. Jeez. Well, you can go. Oh. You can go 1,800 miles to Flagstaff, but you can't come was... down here to Texas again. <laughs> <laughs> that is, what are you like zigzagging through Colorado? <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to New Mexico and then across south uh, to uh, the forest. And then over to Sedona, and then up to Flagstaff. Oh, okay, okay. He's going to be uh, having a trail of uh, gnashing of teeth and the wailing uh, of people receiving uh, rat bastard toe tags on their jeeps, all eighteen hundred miles. <laughs> You're damn right. I've got the box right here. I forgot it for Easter Jeep Safari. There's no way I can forget it now. <laughs> Doing the whole thing topless with no doors, right? That way, Chuck. Oh yeah, he thinks that you did it right. <laughs> uh no this trip will have the top and doors but as you can see in the video i'm putting in uh a lock box because when i get back the top's coming off and it'll stay off for the summer and i wanted a be- uh larger secure storage so this uh cb jeep i did uh just under six thousand miles in two weeks driving from coast to coast from long beach california to north to wilmington north carolina down to uh orlando florida and then through louisiana through texas and back to long beach so obviously there was highway miles in there but you you were off-road at various uh, points of the, along that uh, that trip yeah i did off-roading a lot in uh north carolina in the mountains did some uh off-road uh pseudo i guess what we call off-roading on a beach off-roading sure in wilmington north carolina so we did some beach runs because there's like five mile stretches of just nothing but driving on a beach it's awesome i bet you it was wonderful being able to see all the the things you could see and i was thinking the same thing when bob was talking about uh driving through colorado i i, I can just imagine the vistas that you see well actually I, I guess i'm thinking about forrest gump whenever he was running along all the the different highways for all that running he was doing do you remember that scene um, where he's running up, where the, he ended his run on that road in the Valley of the Gods in Utah? Does anybody remember that scene? I do. He said, oh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to go home now. Yeah, I actually got my stop. Jeep to that spot, parked it right on the side of the road there, and took a picture with the Jeep in the background with that same vista. That was really cool. That was on that trip. Very nice. Very nice. I think we all can agree on one thing, though. No matter how how long you're out, the drive back is always seems twice as long as the drive to. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, because you're sad. Something. It's over. Yeah, we, I was going to say it's over. So it's like, uh, but you have those great memories, and the, and after all, that's what we what we go for, isn't it? I mean, uh, the the funds are only going to last so long, but. You do it, you learn it, and then there's always the time to look forward to doing it again. Yeah, Tony, I did a two-week trip. Of course, I was up in Northern California, and I um, went to Strawberry Pass Trail first, which is between Highway 50 and Highway 88. Started on the 88 side, went Highway 50, 
camp there for, I don't know, three or four days. Jumped over 50 up to the Rubicon, hit the Rubicon, and then came back and, and uh, hit the Barrett Lake Trail. And the whole time, it was, it was about 12, 14 days, I don't really remember. But on the way back, my, you know, my, I had my old CJ5, and a fuel line had busted to my fuel tank. So we had that, we duct taped, and this is no bullshit, a true story. We duct taped a five gallon gas can to the roll cage <laughs> and was sucking out of the top of it. My starter bolts had all backed out. So we didn't, we could not stop the Jeep. We just had to let it keep running. And something had happened with the clutch or the brakes or something. I don't remember. This is 20 something years ago. And all the way down 50, I had to stop at every gas station and fill up my little five gallon gas can, you know, the Jerry, the old metal Jerry cans on the side of the, the deal. And then I drive down to the next gas, gas station and fill it up and then drive down to the next gas station and fill it up. And it was absolutely the time of my life. <laughs> I loved every second of it, and I wish that it would have never stopped. Well, just being able to accomplish it had, had to have been so cool. Yeah, that, those are, I mean, Strawberry Pass is not a very hard trail. I mean, I don't even know how to quantify how to tell you guys what they are, because double black diamond, black flip, quadruple, whatever, I don't know. We just called it a level five. Rubicon and, and Barrett Lake are a 10 plus. The, the, doing those three trails back to back to back really just ripped the entire Jeep apart, and it was well worth it. Loved every second of it. Well, you can always repair, but you can't, uh, it's uh, great having those memories. All right, let's get to our final question. I know uh, John has uh, been wanting to hear this one. Uh, we need to put a explicit rating on this, I this, think, maybe? This show has an explicit rating, Tammy. Oh, it does? Okay, good. <laughs> have have <laughs> okay. you? Oh, notice, okay. notice how it was Tammy that chimed in for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, I, I want you to know that you do not have to repeat your name and location uh, before you answer this question. And you can change your voice if you like. Have you ever had as sex? As long as my wife doesn't hear it. Have you ever had sex in your Jeep? Yes. This is Bob from Colorado. <laughs> yes, I Bob, Bob uh, and Bob, this is with, with somebody else in the Jeep with you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Bob. Uh, yes to that one also, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> It was yeah, a joke that had to be said. It's not, you, you can't really call it overlanding without it. I mean, there you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so I'm changing it. My definition of overlanding is did you take a sandwich with you? Now it's like, <laughs> did you have a sandwich and have sex? <laughs> there you go. Well, how are you supposed to have a sandwich if your girlfriend or wife aren't there? There That's it is. Do, right? oh, there it is. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Hey, everyone was thinking it. I'm just man enough to say it. I was not thinking it. You can't prove a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Tammy in the background just rolling her eyes at this one. Yeah, I, I know. I It's so frustrating. I need to have like a sound that I can play for when I roll my, roll my eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the, other, the other way. <laughs> I think Chuck just spit out some cool light. <laughs> so Tammy, Chuck, 
So tell me, you're answered. I no, you haven't answered. had a Jeep very long. So have you? Have you had sex on the Jeep? I mean, you got heated seats. So no, I, I have a know, hard time I getting just, in it. I, I'm getting PTSD because. <laughs> I actually I haven't, and I would. That's on my bucket. Oh, list, you're so. it's it's friends. Oh. You can tell us. No, I swear to God, I haven't. <laughs> well, Tammy, if you go down to Texas, I'm sure someone will help. I out know. I'm like, pick me, pick me, right? <laughs> no, actually, no. you know, it is. It is. You know how you have a bucket list, and then you have your other bucket list. I don't know if you guys have your other bucket list, but that is on my other bucket list. Well, we've seen some of the stuff you've made on the on the uh, Discord channel, so. <laughs> yeah. oh, no man. one has in my Jeep either, so. Yeah, and if you guys don't know about our Discord channel, you should go over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, check out that Discord invite and get in on the conversation. But uh, brace yourself, so. Before I, you, you know, it says general, but you guys, I just, it's always... Oh, I welded this. I fabricated this, and then I post something up about. General. Oh, look at these feet! It's crickets, crickets, crickets. Oh, nobody well, feels comfortable in. Tammy, your feet have nothing to do with jeeps. Ask Larry. The general it's, thing is all about jeeps. It doesn't say general jeeps. It it's, just says it's the general. Jeep talk show. Larry, Jeep Larry, talk please show. chime in. You are the the, the guy talk that show, <laughs> not the foot talk show. <laughs> <laughs> well i still think we need a jeep mama's lounge where we can talk about whatever we want to talk about that's weird that's weird i like that comment all right Damn, you're okay. the entire thing here pictures of feet in jeeps problem solved oh, there you go I, okay, uh, okay you guys have pot? some of those oh. i will look them up tonight Tammy, you and need I will to, put good morning on them. You need to tomorrow. do a blog post about changing your shoes and underwear while driving on uh, 36 <laughs> days off-road. And this, now, I have, have some, done that. Have some I cle- have clearly that. placed underwear, you know, by your feet and in the... Oh. You know. <laughs> and it. you can sell those. Stir in the pot. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. Why did you do it, Bob? All right, so let me let me give you guys an out. So you ha- you don't actually have to say if you've had sex in your Jeep or not, but if you knew of somebody that did, what do, is it a? Do you have to have a two door? Can you do it in a, a military Jeep? Is it is there not enough room unless you're in a four door? I mean, we got people out there who are curious about this. I mean, there's people out there that are willing oh, to get into Jeeps if they can get into. There Jeeps. are graphics. Oh, yes. they're on the internet to that show all. you how you can do it in various yeah, so, different Jeeps. Tony, Tony Every has a time very fill it up. Just bend over. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! I know. Tony, as a, as a very active individual, I can tell you that absolutely you do all of the above in a two door, but no top with top doesn't matter. Well, it may matter to it may matter to the people coming down driving down the highway. Does it have to, <laughs> sure it have to be in the Jeep watching. or can it be on the Jeep? Because I mean, the hard top will support some weight. Just saying. Ah, see, we got some people jumping in there now. They feel a little they're in their safe space. And you got that hand that the hood. Go. I I have so on the top on the freedom top. Eye. That freedom top is pretty good. You had to call it a hard top. <laughs> Well, at that point, would a rooftop tent count too? 
No, 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 no. That's no. that's like that's like staying in the motel. Now I can tell by the oh. by the grin on Chris's face. I know podcasting, nobody can see this. I can tell that Chris is having some remembering that's going on as he's listening oh, to you guys. <laughs> oh good lord. I'm I'm actually looking at uh at Bob's image. I am too. <laughs> oh no. You guys all want to have sex with Bob? <laughs> that's kind of weird. I mean, Bob does have that super sexy voice, but I don't know, boys. <laughs> my wife, Wendy, not the lovely co-host and not Nikki G's lovely wife, my wife, uh, absolutely hates this sticker and that I put it up. And it doesn't matter if it's my mother in the passenger seat or who. It's on the visor, so everyone sees it. <laughs> describe all that, right john describe that john that you're out bob you're my new best friend <laughs> describe <laughs> bob describe the sticker for our our listening audience it is a uh like a red or an orange and white warning <laughs> sticker like would normally be on your visor on a piece of equipment and it says this jeep makes frequent stops it's the Jeep with a girl bent over the back and a stick figure man behind her. I just had a deja vu moment. I've heard that story oh. before. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I know. I, don't Wait, know. What? Oh. <laughs> I have heard that story before. I don't know. Oh, why. okay. Oh. Good save. Good save. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story was bent over the front. The sticker is bent over the back. Not me bent over, somebody else. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, buddy. There. So I'm not Tony, saying. Pull the plug. I'm not <laughs> saying. Well, we knew this was going Larry, sideways. Larry's over there. Cut. So, cut, so I'm not cut. saying do this, but if you're ever wheeling <laughs> with Bob and you might take the opportunity to make a sticker that kind of looks like what Bob has and just put it over the sticker he's got there and uh, maybe just change the genders a little bit. Well, <laughs> Bob, Bob would never notice that until it was pointed out to him, and it would be just all kinds of fun hearing uh, hearing about it later on the show. Well, I know why Larry's rolling his eyes. He's the only person in the show that's ever ridden in my Jeep. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I was I was Did you? For that to, I hope uh, <laughs> I, I hope you paid for gas, Larry. <laughs> I heard nobody rides for free. <laughs> All right. Well, lots of fun. Nobody, uh, you know, Chuck was was very forthcoming in Discord about all the sexual contact that he had whenever he was like, uh, you know, sixteen or something. <laughs> but we won't hear about it on the show tonight. Well, what a fun show! And I hope you guys uh, are looking forward to us having guests with uh, question and answers. Tammy, are you looking forward to that? Does that remind you of the uh, the call in? Yes, show? I loved that show. Yeah, I bet you it would do better now that we've got a, a bigger audience because uh, I think that's what the, the problem we had uh, with that one. It's a lot similar to, to what we do here in the, the, uh, the roundtable because instead of having people call in, we have people join the Zoom meeting and everybody can talk, which is kind of cool. We don't actually have to switch from caller to caller. I really think it's a really good idea. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to it. Yep. All right, so next week we'll have uh, some new questions. Hopefully, it, if we, we'll probably have four new questions, and we will probably, uh, they probably will all be, have you had sex in your Jeep? Uh, I think, oh, I was going to say, no, have you had your toes sucked in your Jeep? That'll be <laughs> oh, the question. No. So, uh, <laughs> until next week. and look, Larry's like, and shut up. <laughs> we look forward to uh, seeing you again uh, on uh, uh, Thursday for our first, uh, fourth 
uh, fourth weekly episode. And it's so confusing because we it's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So if you if you go by that count, it's the third episode of the week. But it's the fourth one to be added, I guess. Oh, don't the, confuse them. That's what, what I should say. So <laughs> it's, the, we're going to have a total of four episodes a week. Uh, it sounds like everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be our interview episode. Uh, you guys can call it whatever you want to, but I'm going to refer to it as the interview episode because that's what we're going to have. That's It's going to be standalone interview all by itself. Think of uh, Joe Rogan, but with Jeeps. Anyway, till uh, next week, and uh, hopefully Tammy can join us again next week. You guys have a great night, and thanks for joining us here on the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. Happy Jeeping. Podcasting since 2010.